from the Carter Subaru Studios, this is the G and Ursula Show with G. Scott and Ursula Voitine. Boy was coming back on Fresh Fridays oh, yeah. here on the G and Ursula Show. Hey, Ursula, you always say I'm random, so I'm not going to be random today, but I have a question to you and see if you can figure out the answer. Okay. Uh, you know who Credit Karma is? Credit Karma? Yeah. Okay, I'm the, not, it has nothing to do with... Credit Credit Karma, them the folks that like folks get on there and they okay. check the credit. You know what I mean? They give you updates on your credit. Okay. Well, I got an alert from Credit Karma and they said your credit score has increased. Oh. Why do you think it increased, in your opinion? Because you're spending more. No. You don't know why? Because you're twenty three your bills on time. <laughs> Random. <laughs> Good morning. Good morning, Ursula. For anyone who doesn't get what that what, what that was about, last week G announced that he did twenty three and Me. How many new relatives do you have? Uh, so there's one relative uh, in. I want to make sure I'm saying it right. Cotswold, England. Okay. Cotswold. Oh, that, and, and you and you also found out you've got a lot of the Irish in you. No doubt right? about so it. So you're going to be so celebrating Co- extra on St. Patty's Day. Cotswold's just a little famous, like, older place. A lot of rich people to live there. Wow. Like, oh, the, the fairies. Famous for their fairies. Oh, Fairy really? sightings, yes. So, anyways, I'm like, man, I'm broke. I borrowed some money. <laughs> All right. Ursula, it's good to be back with you, my friend. Well, I missed you Welcome y'all. back. We yeah. missed you. Mm-hmm. And because we've got the Super Bowl on Sunday, we're going to have some tips about what you should do and shouldn't do throughout the show. I think nope. you're going to sprinkle those tips, and then we'll just do a collate all of them and, and, and talk about them with Mike Saul coming up at 1130 okay. so at, at the end of the show. Done being random today. Yeah. Right now, uh, just a reminder that we love it when you interact with us on our Muckleshoot Casino Resort text line, 888 57-3-5-4-7-6-8-8-97-3 Cairo. Top stories of the day brought to you by Way Scar 40 Susu and Auburn. So how would you feel about your property taxes going up and you did not approve it? A bill in Olympia would give cities and counties the power to raise property taxes up to 3% each year instead of the current 1% cap to pay for critical services. Democratic State Senator Jamie Peterson is sponsoring this bill. He says Seattle and King County would have to make deep cuts to services without additional money. My county and many counties where, frankly, people will support increased property taxes as the right balance in terms of the services that local governments can provide. But Republican lawmakers, including State Senator Linda Wilson, are fighting this bill tooth and nail. Those that are struggling to make ends meet now, the burden here will could tip the scales so that many won't be able to afford a home down the line. Retired firefighter Matt Jackman testified that he is one of those people who could be forced to move if this passes. My income is fixed. I don't have another place that I can find 3% more per year. So, gee, we talked about this briefly during the show yesterday. If approved, this would be the first time that Washington's cap on annual property tax increases would change in nearly 25 years, and it would go into effect next year. Mm. Uh, so we're basically talking about a cap now, right? We're getting well, we're better. We're talking about the, the 1% cap that we have right now. This bill would allow cities and counties to go up to 3%. That's what I'm saying. Ursula, you know what I'm gonna say. Dink you and know, dunk. Yeah. I I wanna 
I'm getting to the point where anytime I even listen to the G and Ursula show, Ursula, every time you start off with news, it's either going to be one or two things. Mm-hmm. It's either going to be some type of car that got stolen, used in a crime. I'm trying not to do those stories okay. as much. And this so, is a new year. And so since it's a new year and you're trying not to do that, now you're starting off with, let me tell you about how some taxes are going to increase. So I don't know which I don't like every I don't know which more we can say about this. Well, I do. Oh, yeah, I do. Go ahead. Because I have a question. Yeah. Why not ask voters if they approve changing the cap and allowing cities and the counties to have the power? I mean, three percent. Voters were the ones who approved the one percent cap, I believe back 25 years ago, uh, instead of going around us, why not let it go to a vote of the people? Sure. So that would be one thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the main argument for allowing jurisdictions to have this option of a higher cap is that 1% increases aren't keeping up with inflation. Well, I'm going to throw a question to you. You know what else isn't keeping up with inflation? In addition to dink and dunk, you can say another thing. Uh, uh, that hole in the boat, and we need to address worker pay. So, Okay. Yes. When I hear and when you all hear the argument against this and people say, hey, this would hurt people low income and on fixed incomes. So I always continue to say the people that always use this as a trump card or in Uno, uh, a wild card, when you use that then why don't you want to do other things to truly help people that are struggling financially? Because all the time we talk about, we've talked about child care services. Nope, can't provide that for folks. We talk about health care in this country. Nope, can't provide that for folks. We talk about uh, erasure of student loan debt. Nope, can't help folks without with that. Uh, we talk about trying to increase minimum wages. Nope, there's always a fight to that because that's going to make your cheeseburger go up. I just wonder, why do we keep using this? We got to help them out, but we folks don't want to do nothing about that. Well, the, the one reason, and, and I know you're bringing up uh, state income tax. Well, one of the reasons that, that it's it's fought every single time is not only is it unconstitutional in the state of Washington, but there is this fear that in addition to now bringing a, a state income tax, um, you would still have all these other tax increases. How hard it, it would it wouldn't be? wouldn't necessarily replace all these increases. How, how hard would it be to write it into there? The same way it is unconstitutional to change the income tax, why can't you put it in there that if there is an income tax, you can't do all these other yeah. dink and dunk? It's, it's See, I think, like it's, a, I think against- it's a lack of trust, essentially. It's a lack of trust that that, that would happen, uh, which is also the same sentiment that so many people who had, who had uh, signed up to testify against this bill. It is a basic lack of trust that, that you're saying that you would have the option of going up to 3%. But I think people are hearing that and saying, no, it's not just the option. It's guaranteed that you're going to go up to 3%. I just want to point out one other thing. State Senator Jamie Peterson, who represents Seattle, gee, he said correctly that voters in his district tend to approve tax increases to pay for critical services. So I'm one of those taxpayers. Hmm. And, yeah, I have voted for many things that would, would increase taxes for myself. But I'm going to say that we're living in a time where we have record inflation. We have wages that are not keeping up with increased costs of living, and 
I think there's so many people who just feel like they're getting taxed to death. I think I think more and more people. Uh, you know what's happening right now? More and more people are starting to. And I know sometimes you guys don't want to, but more and more people are starting to see. Oh man, G's kind of been saying this all along. Mm-hmm. G has literally been talking about how much people are struggling. You want to know why? Because I was just struggling, and so I know what it looks like. Yeah. And so now we are starting. It's all fun and games into it's your mom, maybe, that has lost a loved one, been in that same house for 30, 40 years, and they can't afford the property taxes, and now they have to move way out and live maybe 40, 50 miles from where they have been for the last 40 years. That's not cool, is it? So when are we going to change our habits? When is it going to be a big deal to stop the dink and dunk taxes. Yeah. I, I just don't think we're... So are, are, you a, are you a no, though, on this particular bill? So no! A lot, okay. Okay. No, I'm a yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry it took but so long. I get long. your point. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry Wait. it took so long. <laughs> it's all good. No. Speak about it passionately. Uh, speaking of voters, there's yes. another bill in Olympia that would give cities and certain special purpose districts the option, again, this is the option, to hold their elections in even-numbered years instead of odd ones. Okay. So supporters are saying this change would help boost turnout, which, you know, is abysmal in odd-numbered years. Sure. Seattle City Council President Sarah Nelson is among the critics who have raised issue with this idea of changing to have everything on those even-numbered years. I understand that voter turnout is the reason why people are are advocating for this because, you know, in even-numbered years, we have the legislature, Congress, and sometimes the president on the ballot, and turnout is greater. From the perspective of a a local government candidate, I believe that greater turnout doesn't necessarily mean a better-informed public when it comes to the issues that impact people's daily lives most directly, which is the that comes out of City Hall oftentimes, you know, from public safety to potholes. Those are uh, those are issues that uh, that we here at the dais have to deal with. I am concerned that there will not be time or there will not be interest in, in hosting all the forums that, that my colleagues, you know, attended last year, what media will be interested in the local candidates and and, and down-ballot participation hasn't been really examined. And so for all of these reasons, that is why I'm concerned about moving local local, uh, elections to even years. Two questions. Okay, you you get the point. (laughs) Two, Two questions. One, does she really just basically say that just because there's more voters doesn't mean they're more informed? That's one. You don't even have to answer that. And number two, I don't know. I ain't done research on this topic, but uh, when does um when does she get elected and brought? Well, I think what, that's what, the point. What I mean, year, so, year? so I'm going to get. What year, what, what year she is she? Is she was an term. even year election, but the city council that just flipped flipped yes. in an odd year election in which we had extremely low turnout, like mostly dominated by older individuals in Seattle. Okay. And so let me just say that there are other critics like uh, Republican Representative Ed Orcutt who said, reject this bill because uh, odd year elections will make the ballot for even year elections very long and it could cause voter fatigue. I want to hear from all of you. 888-973-5476-888-973 Cairo. I think it's just insane that we want to keep voter turnout Low, or don't think that voters would be able to handle a longer ballot. She said and, that out and loud. Then, and then the idea that um, 
instead of saying the, the, the where she went wrong is why not try to get more voters educated on the issues and get more participation? Why would anyone want to have I mean, last the turnout last November was the lowest on record in Washington state history. Nearly two-thirds of registered voters did not even bother mm. during the last election. Turnout well, was less than 37%. How is that good and, for democracy? And, and, and Ursula, you, I'll give you credit on this show, we talk a lot about people getting out and voting. I and beg, you, you have I been, beg. Yeah, you've been passionate about this because when you got your right to vote in this country, so we talk, so literally we talk about it, talk about it, talk about it. And then to hear... The person that's in charge of the Seattle City Council say something like that is absurd. You, you, you mean to tell me you should be all for people voting and doesn't mean they're they're the that they're what did it, what did she say that that last that part was I need that more voters doesn't necessarily mean more, more informed, informed voters. Oh my! I can't believe she said that out loud. Actually, I, mean, I take that back. That, that's I can't not, believe she said that. That's not the first time I've heard that yeah. sentiment. The idea that yeah. that uh, just because you have more people voting doesn't mean they even have read the voters' pamphlet. Sure. I get that, but I don't know why anyone would want to keep turnout low. I did hear from Matt Markovich, who listened to testimony, and some of the most vocal critics of this proposal are the assessors themselves. And one of the issues is that. They would have to lay off a bunch of people if you only have it on even-numbered years. Could you imagine if the Seattle Seahawks? Could you imagine if the Seattle Seahawks came out right now and said, "Hey, listen, we want people in the stands that know about football, right? If you don't really know about football, no use to coming to the game. We want people that are qualified and understand the game to be there. To how can you fix your mouth?" as a public servant to try to discourage anybody from voting. Yeah. This I think by Sarah Nelson is unbelievable and I can't believe you said it out loud. Did you get forced to say this? Chef, did they force her to say this? No. Did she have yeah. to go on record and say this? But you said it. So I can only imagine the thoughts that go through your mind. I well, can't I, believe it. I would it. love to have her on the show again. She's been on the show before. I actually find her usually to be uh, very... Reasonable. I don't. So I'm curious as to why uh, that, that comment came out. Okay, so we're going to move on to one last story. A Seattle early childhood teacher has now been fired after she gave babies and young children melatonin without their parents' permission. I do remember recalling how heavily those children slept and for how long. Most days the naps would run two, even three hours. Manya Gorman Knutson is a former teacher at Seed Early Childhood School at Temple Beth Am, and she spoke to King 5 News. We would often have to rouse some of the children, and some of them would be in a, a really groggy state. Under state law, a child care provider cannot give sedating medication unless it is a prescription uh, and that there's parental permission. The state investigation found that the teacher was giving the babies melatonin without their parents' knowledge. The school fired her and reported the situation to Child Protective Services. Okay, before I go, I'm, first of all, I'm very upset about this topic. I think it's a big deal. But I wonder if I share that same emotion and feeling with others. I'm going to tell you this, Ursula, never, never have I given my children any type of Benadryl. I, I, and, 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 How, more, melatonin, I, I, at, at least, melatonin no, is a natural. No, 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 I have not. 
Matter of fact, to be honest with you, your boy didn't even hear about melatonin until I was in my 30s. I didn't even know mm. about it. But I, I, I do know that some people take it. I do. I, me, <laughs> me, right? Uh-huh. I was so, as a parent, I was so afraid of doing anything that was unnatural. Hey, my baby won't go to sleep. So here's something to make them sleep, right? So when I hear a story like this, for me personally, I'm outraged at this but i don't know if i share that same emotion with others because i think this is awful well i mean it is awful and it is a fireable offense and it is against the law now melatonin itself and i'm gonna guess we don't know but the, the the teacher perhaps was was justifying it because i know at least when my kids were having sleep issues our pediatrician said Use melatonin. It's it's safe. Use melatonin, et cetera. But again, the idea that you give it without a par- parent's permission. Are you kidding me? Like That's crazy. But 46% of American parents are giving their children under 13 melatonin. A best-selling book a couple years ago was called Go the Bleep to Sleep. And yep, if you've I ever struggled with putting a toddler down, I have. I don't condone it, but I completely see how this happens. Yeah, I, but the part that I don't see how it happens is to do it without the parents' knowledge. Yeah, and I, I, okay, you're you you've got preschool age kid. Yeah, I'd be Are I'd be okay? mad, but I'd also I'd be like, okay, fire, but I understand why someone would do that. Yeah. You're getting nineteen twenty five an hour. You're losing your mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think you open up that, you know, then they say, okay, well, maybe I'll use this because this seems to work. Yeah. <laughs> the kids, by the way, mm-hmm. when I take melatonin, if I take too much, yeah, it, it, it's a it, it's a tough next day. <laughs> and I get some weird dreams. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait a minute. Is this real at 930? Yes, right. We're going to be talking about something, a topic that hasn't really come up lately here in uh, the Pacific Northwest, teen crime. We talk about that next on the G. Lursa Show. Ursula show. Happy Fresh Friday to all of you. G is back, so it is a very fresh Friday. And are we, you gonna, are you going to give me a chance to uh, tell people uh, what to and not do if you go into a Super Bowl party at some point later in, in the show? Uh, I got. I, I want that you to. List. I want to have you sprinkle it all over the show. Sprinkle yeah, okay. little bits yeah, of yeah, advice yeah, yeah. all over the Good show, point. Good point. and then. At 11.30, when Mike mm-hmm. Salk joins us, yeah. we'll give the full list for all of you who've missed the sprinkling of wisdom well, number, the show. One, number one is yes. don't come empty-handed. That's number one, but That's go ahead. a really good one. <laughs> Jeez. And don't come empty-handed and then leave with 
a ton of food. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yep. Well, we're going to talk about Boeing. We're, we're switching gears here. Uh, I, I just, it's a fresh Friday, and I, I can't talk about teen crime one more time. You know it's bad. You hear in Heather's newscast, we're just going to call an audible and not talk about it. Fair because enough. there's some new stuff with this Boeing situation. As Boeing continues to deal with the fallout of its near disaster involving that 737 MAX 9, some workers are now coming forward talking about the company's culture, which they claim puts profit over safety. This is an exclusive story from Cairo 7 TV. One of the reporters spoke with a longtime Everett factory worker whose voice is disguised. And he says he's been told to send faulty products to customers. And his breaking point was the Alaska Airlines jet that had its door plug blow out at 16,000 feet, leaving that gaping hole in the side of the plane. Another is being told by management to do something and to my core I could not do that. You were told by management to ship something that was not up to 100%. Correct. Being told to send a product no matter what that product is to a customer knowing that it is not right is wrong. Well, he claims that there is a sign hanging in the Boeing plant there in Everett that essentially encourages workers to ignore faulty or defective products. I want to ask you about this photo that hangs in the plant um, that says, just ship it. That's the culture. That's the mantra. Everybody that passes through the main aisle sees that. If by if by chance something is caught, it's caught by, by chance, not by design. So as you know, gee, Boeing has been under a lot of scrutiny. Um, company execs have had to testify in Congress. Uh, there are all sorts of inspections, additional uh, inspectors. Boeing says now it is looking into any allegation of improper work or unethical behavior. Uh, they're also pointing out that Boeing employees can anonymously report concerns through the company's Speak Up portal or directly to the FAA at hotline.faa.gov. And I will just say there are uh, a number of Boeing workers who have reached out to us and who have talked about how this has impacted morale, how they have seen the company change over the last decades. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing that people don't realize is that uh, Boeing machinists are going to be um, coming up on contract uh, talks, yeah. and I think one of their proposals is that uh, they want a, like a hefty increase. I want to say, Chef, correct me, please. Uh, going off the top of my head, but I want to say it was like clo- close to forty percent, thirty correct. or forty percent over the next three to four years, an yep. increase. Mm-hmm. So that, uh, it, with the backdrop of what is going on with the company, what is going on with you know people kind of unhappy, mm-hmm. many people working, where you actually have someone. Went on camera. I mean, the the interview had him. You can only see the back of his head, and obviously his voice is disguised. But I mean, that's how much he's worried. Ursula, jump in the HOV lane with me. That's the carpool lane. Uh huh. And let's ride. First, I want to say this: I don't think anybody in management or anybody that is in charge all through Boeing wanted that day to happen. I don't think anybody wants anything unsafe to happen to people. Because before I have this, I want to to give that disclaimer because I think that's very important because I don't want to get lost in this. Ursula, the problem is when you start hearing about 
profit before people. This isn't just a Boeing problem. This is a problem with a lot of companies. And a lot of companies don't pivot until they are forced to. They don't, companies don't be making, don't start making a whole lot of money. And when things are working, even though there are things that are happening that they don't like, even though there are things that are happening that their own employees are telling them that they don't like, most companies, when I say most, I'd say about 90%, won't change because the money blinds them. And it's only when something happens, like this situation, that then you're forced to pivot and do things a new way. So where does this come from? When you were talking, Ursula, I thought, ah, I have a very good idea of where it all comes from. Let's all go back to yesteryear when we were young. And maybe you have been part of a sports team. Or maybe your loved one has been a part of a sports team. But this team is winning. Even though there's a kid on the team that's a little older and because they didn't check the birth certificate, even though there's a kid that probably should be playing on this team, or even though there's a transfer that happened here, because you're winning, you're going to let some of those things go. And it's only when you get caught that you make to pivot. So just like in sports, Ursula, the main goal most people have is winning. Nobody cares about development. Nobody really cares about all those things. They just want to win. College football. Do you do you guys care about the grades? Do you guys care about whether or not somebody's getting a slice of pizza for free? No. You just care about winning, and it's only when something happens bad that there's a pivot. Yeah, the the... the problem is in the case like a, a Boeing, the stakes are so much higher if, in fact, this is the company culture. Now, again, um, we've had many, uh, many people say the, the emphasis has been, you know, answer to the shareholders. Um, we we need to, you know, if, if there in fact, and again, this is his claim, if in fact there is a sign that says just get the stuff out or where more, only one set of eyes is looking at something that needs to have multiple sets of eyes uh, mm-hmm. for uh, safety's sake, uh, that's a huge problem that now, I mean, you just look at it, Boeing is facing lawsuits. Mark Lindquist, a former Pierce County prosecutor, is uh, the attorney for many of the plaintiffs who are filing lawsuits left and right just with this one particular airline, uh, uh, Alaska Air incident. And then uh, another Boeing airline customer just looked it up today. Uh, They're demanding that Boeing pay up after they had to cancel 20% of their flights. This is Copa Airlines, a Panama-based carrier, the biggest operator of 737 MAX 9 outside the U.S. They have nearly 30 jets, and the CEO says 20 of 21 of them were grounded, forcing them to cancel about 1,700 we, flights. We are only here, Ursula, because something happened. Yes. On our text line, we've gotten many. Before this happened, we've had many Boeing employees Text us and tell us about the problems. You right now listening, you might have a friend or a loved one that tells you this stuff. But because they're making money and because they are part of the system in the game, they get sucked in. They don't. There's nothing they can say. But again, the whole point of this is this: we are only talking about this because a door flew off. 
if it wasn't for that door flying off, y'all ready for this? Nothing Boeing changes. would be doing the same thing like every other company out there would be doing the same thing. Why? Because it's about money. But then when you're forced yeah. to make a pivot, now you're, oh, we're going to do things better. Oh, we're going to start. We're going to start. Do, you do, should do, have do, been do, thinking do, about that in the first place. You make excellent points, G. Do you think Do you think this current leadership structure They don't have a choice. Ta- no. Oh. Do you think? Do oh. You think- oh, let me let me answer that. Hell no. <laughs> Absolutely yeah, I not. Don't, I don't see how the CEO survives so, this, honestly. So, so, Ursula, if I'm cheating on my wife, and I've been cheating for five years on my wife, and then one day she catches me cheating, and then I go to counseling and I say, baby, I'm a change. Why are you changing? Because you got caught. It's not rocket science, yeah. y'all. I think you make excellent points. Okay, hey, it is Fresh Friday, G. We're gonna do. Can we do another pivot? You, you, can we do the? Can we do the Super Bowl? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do your Super Bowl tips, party tips. <laughs> you you, you want to talk about that? Uh, that, that January. Hey, yeah. coming up next, we're gonna be talking about the things to do and don't do going to a Super Bowl party. Love y'all, Jenners. show happy fresh fridays to all of you michael medved joins us at 10 o'clock you can't wait we can't wait for that right now we need to talk about just in case you're getting ready to head over to a big game party that's going to happen this weekend ursula it's funny i was sharing this earlier and you knew what my number one was going to be and number one is simple don't come empty-handed what do you usually bring so if you are i'm hosting this lillian Do I need to say more? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Lillian. And anything she makes is gold. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? So that's what I do. That's, yes. that's my, you know, bless bless my wife's heart, man. She. I, I, she, I had her she, banana bread just yeah, recently. Yeah, whenever she goes to do something, she just puts her heart into it. And it's always, that. there's no shortcuts or nothing. So let's go through it. Okay. Please wear socks. Okay. Wash your hands before you eat. There's someone watching you, even if you don't think so. Um, don't go upstairs to use a restroom, because if something comes up missing, they're going to blame you. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? You know how sometimes there's the upstairs, yeah, and yeah, yeah. somebody's in the ba- bathroom yes. downstairs, yes. so you like, oh, well, you I assume you just wander upstairs. Don't yeah. do it. Don't wander upstairs. Unless they tell you, hey, I've got another bathroom up here. Go here. Yeah. You really want me going in that shared bathroom if I really got to go? I'm going to cover that in a second. Okay. I'm going to cover that one. Um, Don't load your plate up with someone's food that you've never had before. It could be nasty. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, Don't be loading it up. Like, Be careful now. Uh, Get a new plate. You guys know I talk about this all the time. Get a new plate if you're going to go back up there for seconds. 
This is nasty to go up there with the same plate. You just can't do that, especially if it's paper plates or you know that kind of deal. Now, and if it's just a regular hard plate, you know, a, you know, regular plate, then you might not want to go get seconds. Oh, <laughs> anything other than number one, go to the gas station or go home. You can't go number two in no, someone's no. house. No, don't do it. No, don't. you can't go no, number two in someone's house. Don't no, yeah, it's do because it. you have a shy bladder. No, but, I'm telling uh, y'all, don't do it. Bladder? I know. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> don't do it. Um, don't talk True. to don't. <laughs> behind. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk to someone else's significant other for the entire game, especially if you're single. Oh. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. You, mm-hmm. you just you just don't know. Don't try to be Tony Romo by trying to tell the room what play they're getting ready to do next. Don't be don't be the person oh. that talks the whole game thinking that you know all about this football. Oh. Don't do it. People are annoyed at you. Don't do it. And if your husband is doing it, tell him to stop. And last but not least, please be careful. That Taylor Swift conversation could go left. <laughs> if you want to get all the women in the room against you, just, just, bring it up. Just, just, just chill. It, it, it can trap you. I don't know what it's going to be, but it can trap you. Go left. That, that's I all I got. Okay. I want to hear chefs because I'm learning. I'm learning. Okay. Well, uh, there, there's a really big do, which is number one, and that is if you're drinking, Make sure you know how you're getting home before you start drinking and plan that ahead of time. Uh, If they're going to be a bunch of little kids running around, put a movie on in the other room. Nobody wants the kids screaming and running around in the TV room while we're all watching the big game. Also, tip fatigue is not allowed on Super Bowl Sunday. If you order pizzas or DoorDash, your minimum tip is 20 bucks and you better not be the person that's ordering in the middle of the second quarter hoping to get your food by halftime as for don'ts g i highly agree with you on the x's and o guys there's always that like smartest football guy at the party who's telling everyone uh you know the 49ers are only successful this year because they run the opposite of the spread offense i can't believe no one's figured out yet that a corner blitz is only a way to beat the disrupt the bunch formation look man ted and accounting and lisa with her own etsy store aren't here to listen to your annual sports audition. Okay, if you've been bogarting the best spot on the couch and get up to get some food, your spot is fair game. Don't be the guy who's shouting at his girlfriend, hey babe, can you grab me another beer and some more wings? And make sure it's ranch this time. You know I hate blue cheese. (laughs) Oh, if we went to high school together Uh and we weren't friends then and we're not friends now, don't tell me Oh my gosh, let me get your number. We should totally hang out sometime. Look, Brad, the last time I saw you in 2005, you tried to get me to down a bunch of NyQuil and take shots with you. I'm good, even if you got kids now. (laughs) (laughs) Once bitter, always bitter. Like you can't try again. These may be informed by past experience. (laughs) Those sounded very, very personal. I loved them, though. You like extra credit? I want to go back. I want to go back to a couple of yours. What's that? You said uh, socks. Socks. Don't forget socks. Yeah, wear socks. So you don't want people walking around barefoot. Okay, can I add, though, because every time someone comes over to my house, they kind of go hemming and hawing over shoes, no shoes, shoes, no shoes. Don't make me be the one to tell you. I'm pretty loosey-goosey about it. I'm not, but, but 
It's an awkward, like, yeah, yeah no just, shoes. If, if you're contemplating it, yeah. just take off the do shoes. Do you have a shoe rack by your front door? I do, and I all have right. a bench, um, too. I'm a, there I'm you a, go. I'm going to tell you all right now. My wife is okay. the nicest lady. Don't wear shoes in the house. She, she has no problem telling you. Oh, uh, no <laughs> shoes. Uh, can I give extra credit? Yes, Everybody please. likes extra credit, yes, right? please. Okay. Do me this favor. If you're there, even if you don't like to go downtown Seattle, even if you haven't been downtown Seattle for years, don't do this. Oh, my goodness. I'm, not, I'm just not going downtown Seattle anymore. It's just, it, they, they read into that, and there's somebody that's going to want to just go. It's going it to trigger somebody. It can trigger somebody. <laughs> don't do it. All right. Next, Michael Metved joins us. Gene Ursula.